ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil Islam wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam And for guiding us to the sunnah Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Fi kitabihi al-kirim Inna al-lazina amanu wa aminu al-salihat Ula'ika hum khayru al-bariyya جزاؤهم عند ربهم جنات عدن تجري من تحتها الانهار خالدين فيها ابدا رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه ذلك لمن خشي ربه الله سبحانه وتعالى he says what translated means and verily those who believe and do righteous good deeds then they are the best of creatures bila shak wa bila raib this is the reality this is the measuring stick on how to achieve prosperity this is the method by way in which one will become good and from the best of the creatures is by believing in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by performing righteous good deeds Inshallah ta'ala we will double back to this point Allah ta'ala he explains to us that their reward jazauhum inda rabbihim the reward for these individuals who are the best of creatures their reward with their lord then it will be jannat it will be those gardens those gardens of eden those gardens of eden those gardens of bliss those gardens in which there flows under them rivers they shall abide therein forever allah is well pleased with them and they are with him and this is the reward this is for him this is for her who fear their lord who fear their lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa al-hakim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa al-hakim He is the all-wise wal hikma wad'u shay'in fi mawdi'ihi and wisdom is that everything is put in its proper place when we reflect on these verses there is something that jumps out upon contemplation and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says and this is the reward for those who fear their lord 
This is the reward for those who have khashiyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khashiyah, this is a knowledge-based fear. Khashiyah is a knowledge-based fear. It's a fear that one will have that is based upon ilm, that is based upon knowledge. This type of fear in the Arabic language is called khashiyah. Allah Ta'ala, He says that this is the reward for those who have khashiyah, who have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we go back now to the description of the best of creatures, Allah Ta'ala, He says that verily those who believe, right here alone, when we reflect upon contemplation, we realize that in order to believe, you have to have ilm. In order to believe, you have to have knowledge. Because as the saying goes, as the ulama, they say, How can you believe in something that you are ignorant of? In order to properly believe, you have to have knowledge. You have to have ilm. Because without ilm, without knowledge, it will be impossible for you to believe. When we reflect on this, and we reflect on the connection of ilm, of knowledge, and we reflect that those who are from the best of creatures, they are those who have with them something from knowledge. When we reflect that the reward for these creatures with their Lord is Jannah, under which rivers flow, they shall abide therein forever. These are those who want those who have khashiyah, those who have knowledge-based fear of Allah, those whom Allah is pleased with them and they with Him. When we reflect on this connection now, this knowledge connection, then it comes as no surprise that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, that seeking knowledge is obligatory. Obligatory. Wajib upon every single Muslim. When we look at this now and we understand this connection, when we understand that knowledge has to be attained, and we know that the only way to attain knowledge is through seeking it, then this should be an encouragement for us. Let us look at this connection elsewhere in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَجَاءَ بِقَلْبٍ مُنِيبٍ That whoever has khashiyah, مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ Whoever has khashiyah, and, and I want you just to reflect on the words here, whoever has a knowledge-based fear of the most merciful, you understand that? Whoever has a knowledge-based fear of the most merciful. Where? In secret. In secret, when they're alone. When they're by themselves. At this point, at this stage, they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, without doubt, those who fear Allah in private, then of course they're going to fear Allah in public. Ma'am? Those who fear Allah in private are those who fear Allah in public. So it doesn't have to be mentioned and also publicly. 
they fear Allah privately. They fear Allah in secret. So undoubtedly, they fear Allah publicly. The point is, is that they have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what type of fear? Man khashiya. Whoever has a knowledge-based fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which shows us the importance of knowledge and seeking of knowledge. And they have a heart that is repentive. They have a penitive heart. Whoever has in, whoever has knowledge, then undoubtedly they're going to be repentive unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're going to turn to Allah in repentance. Because they will know their shortcomings. And they will know the consequence of their shortcomings. They will know the sins that they have fallen into. And they will know what is awaiting those who fall into the likes of these sins. They will know that an individual can earn the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by not living in accordance to what they know. So when they slip up, they realize this is tremendous now. They don't look to the smallness of the sin that they may have, have, have committed, but they look to the greatness of the one who they disobeyed. So they don't say, oh, well, that was a small sin. They don't say, this one, this is a small sin. No, but they look at who they disobeyed. They disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahu akbar. So therefore, their heart is going to be repentant. They're going to ask Allah to forgive them a lot, much, 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 over and over and over again because they realize the consequences of not being forgiven. They realize the consequence of having the anger of Allah upon them. They realize that Allah Ta'ala huwa al-qawi, huwa shadid al-iqab, that he is the all-powerful. He is the one who is powerful in chastisement. His punishment is severe. So they'll be turned repentantly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, these are those who what? Man khashiya rahman Those who have khashiya of the most merciful. What does Allah ta'ala say? What's going to be for them? Allah ta'ala says, For these ones, for them is what? Udukhuluha bisalam. Enter into it. Enter into the jannah with peace. Safety, enter into the Jannah, and while you're entering, it's said unto you, Salam. This is for the one who has khashia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is for the one who has a fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But a fear that's based on what? Based on knowledge. So therefore, there's not a single Muslim except that they have something from khashia. But as far as who are those who fear Allah the most, Allah ta'ala says, Innama yakhshallaha. Min ibadihi al-ulama. That verily, those who truly fear Allah from his slaves, they are the ulama. What's you, what type of fear are we talking about? Khashia. Which is what? A fear based on knowledge. So, it's no surprise. The ulama fear Allah the most because they have more in, they have more knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The knowledge that benefits is a knowledge by way in which one has fear in Allah. The knowledge that benefits is a knowledge that translates into having fear of Allah. Knowledge is not by kathratul riwayah. وَإِنَّمَا الْعِنُ الْخَشْيَةِ 
كما قال السلف the, 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 the knowledge is not by being able to recite a lot from memory but rather knowledge is fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the one who truly knows the one that the knowledge benefits them they have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for these ones is what? the Jannah so with this being the case how come our efforts in seeking and attaining knowledge are as they are when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that verily knowledge is by seeking it meaning knowledge is only acquired by seeking it right Knowledge is only acquired by seeking it. Uh, let me say that again. Knowledge is only acquired by seeking it. If you're in a class from the classes of the dunya, and there's a test at the end, you're going to make sure you read your reading assignments. For those who want to pass, those who don't want to pass, whatever. But for those who want to pass, you're going to make sure you read your reading assignments. You want to make sure you do your homework. You want to make sure you do the practice tests and quiz, quizzes. You want to make sure you study because you know on some level that that knowledge is not going to jump inside your head and be there ready for the test to pour out upon the paper. But you're going to strive to gather it and to put it in your head by all the means at your disposal. Just so you can pass algebra, just so you can pass chemistry, just so you can pass biology, just so you can pass, can pass, can pass, can pass, can pass. But then when it comes to Islam, we tend to think that, oh, I'm okay. I don't have to go to class. I don't have to study. I don't have to learn. I don't have to read. I don't have to listen. And if I come to class, I don't need a pen. I don't need a paper. I'm just going to sit here and look at the teacher you won't pass chemistry like that. So how are you going to acquire Islamic knowledge like that? If we truly understood Listen, if we truly understood ilm, if we truly understood knowledge, when I say ilm, I mean ilm al-shari, because any type of other knowledge that is mentioned, you have to connect it to something else. But when you just say ilm, when you say knowledge, that means religious knowledge. That's the most important knowledge. Okay? Religious knowledge, that's the most important knowledge. Now, anything else that we may put effort into it is that which it has relative importance. It's not really important, but it has relative, circumstantial, temporary importance. Temporary importance meaning that what is going to stop at the grave. Relative meaning that's relative to you. It might be beneficial to you, but not to him. Maybe beneficial for her, but not for her. Huh? But the knowledge of the religion, it benefits you, and it benefits other than you. It benefits you, and it benefits other than you. Alakullihan. A person, they'll come and they'll say, but wait, maybe, you know, theoretically, X, Y, and Z. We're going to put all that to the rest right now. Put all that to rest. What's the delil? What's the delil? That all that other stuff really, at the end of the day, is not saying anything. What's the delil? That all that other stuff, at the end of the day, really don't mean nothing. What's the delil? 
The dalil is the Prophet said as it comes in a hadith and Abi Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala and Hufima Rawahu wa Turmadi wa Hadith al Hasul Sahih. When the Prophet said, Dunya He said the dunya is cursed. The dunya, the world. This world we live in, huh? It's cursed. And it is cursed. Everything that's in it. I want you to reflect on this. The dunya is cursed. Who is saying this? The Prophet So I don't care what your sheikh said. I don't care what her sheikh said. I don't care what his sheikh said. I don't care none about that. Because the Prophet said, The dunya is cursed and everything in it is cursed. Except Dhikrullah wa ma wala wa alimun aw muta'allimun. That the dunya is cursed and everything in it is cursed. Except for the remembrance of Allah. Except for the remembrance of Allah and that which is connected to it. The remembrance of Allah and that which will help you and is connected and related to it. So I want you to reflect now upon the the sciences of the religion. Every science of the religion. Whether it's tafsir, whether it's the sciences that help you out, like the Arabic language, like Mustalah Hadith, so on and so forth, Hadith terminology to the end of it. Every science of the religion, fiqh, seerah, what do they all have in common? Is that they have a connection to the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will help you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. All of them connected to remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now I want you to think about chemistry, biology, so on and so forth. These things by themselves will do what? Will take you away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's only those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tawfiq upon, gives them tawfiq. It's only those whom Allah ta'ala has put mercy upon them. That when they look at those sciences, they reflect on the magnitude and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's only those whom Allah ta'ala has guided their hearts that when they look at the anatomy of the human being, they see Allah made that. It's no way that came about by chance. It's, 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 it's the order is too, it's too, it's too precise. Only those whom Allah has had mercy upon them. That's not by default. And what's the proof of that? How many people who are pseudo-intellectual, I call them pseudo-intellectuals because they're not really smart. Pseudo-intellectuals are atheists. How many, how many yani, physicists become the, and they're atheists? They don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in, in essence, their PhD is worth nothing. They're stupid. So these things with them within themselves do not by default equate into remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when you study the science of the religion, it equates to what? Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, all the dunya is cursed, except for what? Except for the remembrance of Allah. Everything else in dunya takes you away from the remembrance of Allah. The Prophet said, or the scholar, what? The scholar is not cursed. 
Why? Because the scholar teaches you those sciences by way in which you remember Allah. By way in which you can have and develop khashya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he himself is beneficial, benefits himself and he benefits others. Al muta'allimun, or the one who is seeking knowledge, the student of knowledge. So if you don't want to be cursed, and you want to be from the category of people who's not cursed, well then you only have two options. To be a scholar or a student of knowledge. You can't say, well, I'm a true scholar. You can't be a scholar without being a student first. You got to be a student first. Then you can grow up and be a scholar, inshallah. So when we understand this and that this is the case, why is our connection to knowledge so pitiful? Why? You know what's funny? When we have classes, people don't come. Two, three people, same people every time. Which is good. One person comes, khalas khair. If nobody comes, alhamdulillah, no problem. It's muraja. It's review, no problem. But the point is, is that when the classes are here, no one comes. Then the classes are not here, then people say, how come we got no classes? Yeah, subhanAllah. Who said that? You? You say, how come we got no classes? We had classes for a long time. You never came. What are you talking about? Now why you want to complain about classes? Allahu alam. I don't know. I want everyone to really and seriously and truly ask themselves, what is our connection to knowledge and to seeking knowledge? What is our connection? What is our concern to learning? What is our concern in making sure that our families learn? What are our concern in making sure that our children learn? What is our concern? Because it seems like we don't have a concern until we have an issue. Then the brother want to come to the masjid and say, Brother Imam, I need you to explain something to my wife. Man, she don't understand nothing. Or the sister come and they say, Brother Imam, I need you to explain something to my husband. He don't understand nothing about his religion. Y'all MIA when it comes to classes. When he's going to understand? It's going to pop in, it's going to jump him and pop in his head? When, when, when was he ever going to learn anyway? What do you mean? Are you surprised he doesn't understand? When last time you saw your husband pick up a book? You surprised he's ignorant, he's all outdoors about Islam? When last time you saw your wife pick up a book? When last time you saw your wife studying, are you surprised that she's ignorant, all outdoors about the deen of Islam? But now, now, in these two seconds, you want me to now to explain all this stuff to them? Does it really make sense? The point is, is that I don't want to hear what you're about to do. I don't want to hear any of that type of stuff. But inshallah ta'ala, show, not me, because I'm no one, show your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala what you are really about by changing your habits so that you may change your life. Bithnilahi ta'ala. أقيم الصلاة